Hey, you're listening to Mom, Wife, and Boss Life, where we have unfiltered conversations. I am your host, Yolanda Villa. Today, we have Chris Rice, founder of Deconstructing Wellness. She empowers high-achieving moms to prioritize their wellness without feeling like they have to spend hours a day meditating. So, welcome to Mom, Wife, and Boss Life. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into the wellness industry. Sure. So I am a mom as well. I have two little girls and I feel like I really kind of came into the wellness industry. I come from a um, marketing background in corporate marketing and my kids kind of led me towards the wellness path because once they came along, the juggle became that much tougher to try and work full time and manage them and, and all of the things. So I had to figure out how to make it work and mindfulness practices and, and caring for myself really became a big part of that. And how were you able to do that? Cause I know a lot of women struggle with that, um, how to get into it um, and then be consistent with it. Yeah. I think the consistency is definitely true. And I think, um, I think also just, easing up our own expectations. Sometimes I know for myself, my own expectations for what I feel like should happen are far higher than anyone else would ever even have. And so as I learned to be a little bit more easy with myself, give myself the grace that I would give other people, I found that I was able to feel like I was thriving more just because I didn't have all of that weighing me down. Got it. And is there um, a certain... Um, schedule that you usually like you would recommend to the listeners because I know a lot of my um, listeners um, struggle with that Um, they're always questioning me you know routines what do they do you know what is something that you recommend yeah definitely I would say at like the base foundational level I think that any type of morning routine is a huge win and will really set you up for success. And I think a lot of that comes down to filling your own cup before you fill that of everyone else around you. So um, again, in the vein of just making sure that you're not kind of over-promising to yourself, it doesn't have to be big and, you know, a 90-minute process, but maybe you get up 10 minutes before the rest of your house and you have your cup of coffee by yourself and just enjoy some quiet space. And I find that for myself, if I have that approach to the day, as opposed to my kids waking me up and startling me, it's a really different way that I show up for myself and, and for all the other obligations that I have in the day. I love that because I think um, I personally struggle with that, with having like a big morning and my expectations for myself. And when it doesn't go as planned, it just the whole day. (laughs) It it just sets you off to a different start, right? And, you know, again, giving ourselves the ability to be flexible with it, because especially in the times that we're in, we're in the middle of a pandemic. None of us have been through this before, you know, Find those things that fill you up and work for you, but also have the ability to let go of what doesn't and and give yourself that okay, because especially in the times you're in, you may not be able to keep up with all the things that you used to do before when maybe you had more help or whatever the circumstances are. Right. And um, the, the way you said it right now, you know, just little things, I feel like now to me, what works for me, it's not the same schedule that I had back then. Yeah. And, 
me trying to do the schedule from back then, it was not working to where it was getting me stress, anxiety. Exactly. And, and just being aware to kind of feel that and be like, I loved what I had before, but it's okay. I can be flexible and shift this. And what are sort of my essentials? And I think going back to your question about, you know, the advice for listeners who want to create a, a wellness schedule for themselves, I think it's boiling it down to maybe one or two essentials that are important to you and holding on to those and then building from that. But instead of starting huge, start tiny and then build from there. And I think those tiny little wins really are what make a huge change in your life. Yes, definitely. And that's something that now that, you know, having the kids at home and everything, I'm trying to make those little things, give myself those 15, 20 minutes throughout Mm -hmm. the day. So where I'm calm and collected and I can move on. Exactly. And even like, you know, depending on the age of your kids, giving yourself a little grace, like I know we allow a little extra screen time because at the end of the day, like if I can have them be happy and watching a show for 20 minutes and I can get in return 20 minutes to do whatever it is that I want to do, that's worth it to me right now. So (laughs) it might not been six months ago, but it is now. <laughs> yes, that's that's something I struggle with because I kept telling myself like I need them to do something or go somewhere, but we can't. So it no. was it felt horrible saying, Hey, you know, you guys go watch TV, watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, while I'm here, you know, writing, you know, just having me time. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a struggle. And you know, everybody's just trying to figure it out and do the best they can right now. <laughs> and then with everything going on, I know you talk about um, getting like a new hobby or something like that. Um, how would someone go about that? I think to me that I just love the idea of freeing ourselves from, you know, the expectation of everything we did before the pandemic. So, you know, maybe you really loved um you know, you were a super high achiever. So you were always learning and listening to podcasts and reading books and doing all this stuff that you can't do as as much maybe as you want to. So, you know, maybe you shift that in before you love to learn through podcasts or, you know, digging into a new book every week. But now maybe that's learning how to start from a sourdough starter and learn how to make bread. And maybe your kids can be involved in that too. I think what it boils down to is, is really finding a way to infuse more joy into the things that you have on your plate and that you have to do in the day and figuring out what that can look for like for you in the times that we're in. Yes. Um, I'm a big time podcast listener um, in, in audiobooks. And I felt like all that, you know, after, you know, these things started with the pandemic, it was getting to me. Mm-hmm. It was just like, uh, I needed to be at this level and I just couldn't. I know. And so it was just, hey, telling my kids, let's go garden. Let's, yeah. you know, start cooking, baking and stuff like that. Cause it, and it made me feel fulfilled instead of feeling like I couldn't be over here all the time. That's so important, you know, letting those things go that I think, you know, those educational aspects where we're filling our mind up are really hard to do when your kids are around and you're trying to juggle all those other things. So again, like maybe just get outside and try and have that same sense of fulfillment that comes from that. I think that's really great. 
Yeah. And it was just, it was, you know, I know a lot of people are right now struggling of trying, me personally, even trying to stay positive, mm-hmm. trying to look at the good. And then, you know, you kind of feel like you can't, you cannot, you know, right. always be happy or, or be posting on social media. Like it, it's very hard, difficult right now. It is. I heard it called a Corona coaster the other day. And I thought that was the best description of it because it is, it's such a roller coaster. And even within the same day, sometimes not only for me, but for my kids too, like it can be a bit of a more emotional roller coaster than we were used to. (laughs) And um, what is it something that you recommend um, for, you know, the woman that is trying to has a schedule, especially, you know, something like, you know, like me that has a schedule is trying to, you know, get into wellness and to, you know, their mind, you know, changing their mindset and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my number one recommendation is also the hardest thing to do right now. I think being able to give yourself even five or 10 minutes to sit in stillness, because I find that in that quiet, it can really completely relax your nervous system. It can really reset you because you're filling yourself up. You're not meeting the needs of everybody else. So I would say, you know, as much as you can, even if it's five minutes, I think that just giving yourself that space and that quiet, however that looks for you, maybe you listen to a guided meditation, maybe you just literally lay in bed and pretend to be asleep for five more minutes, you know, whatever it is. I think that that is really a great space to start. Um, And you might be surprised by how little it takes to really make a difference for you. Right. Because I feel that sometimes um, we don't give ourselves permission Yes. To do that. And, and no one around us is guiltiness and it's just ourselves putting Absolutely. that guilt. I, I think the permission piece is such a huge overlying piece to all of wellness because we as moms just have that sense of guilt that we feel badly asking for that time and space when I will say it's taken a lot of time, but I have gotten to a point where I am better about proactively asking for help or time or whatever I'm asking for and feeling less bad about doing that. But it only comes through practice because I, I don't know about you, but it doesn't come naturally to me. <laughs> so. I was just going to ask you that and ask you, where is something that you struggled with and that you've been able to work through it to, and see that it's, you know, it's such a huge benefit to your health? I, I think honestly, it, it comes down to the permission piece for me because um, it took me until, so my daughters are five and eight. And when my five-year-old came along, that really was like the tipping point where I was like, now we have a lot. How are we going to manage a lot? And how am I going to take care of myself? Because I could see that kind of falling by the wayside. And so it started small and it started with me literally asking my husband to watch both kids for an hour so I could go work out. And to me, just that disconnect and the time to do that started building everything else. Um, And by no means does it have to be an hour, but for me to just start the practice of asking for that, then it became, you didn't really have to ask for it. He expects it. And he's like, okay, it's Saturday morning. I know you want to go do what you want to do. Tell me what time. And so it just kind of, it falls into practice. And even with my kids too, they expect that at some point 
that will go and happen. Or at some point I'll kind of go and take my little time to meditate, whatever it is. And it's not like they get mad about it or upset. They know that that's something that's important to me and makes me show up a little better too. Do, do you talk to them? I know they're, you know, a little bit younger, but are, mm-hmm. or do you talk to them and say, Hey, mommy needs a little bit of time. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. And, and I think it also, my hope is that especially with girls too, showing them that it's okay to do that. You know, it, it's not a bad thing to do that. And really we should, should have never felt guilty about that to begin with. So, you know, kind of trying to, to peel away that. So maybe it's less of a struggle for them too. Um, and it's not that they always accept it and they always right. feel good about it, but I think they do understand um, we're real clear on the expectation of it. And I think that is big. As long as you are true to it, I think they pick up on that too. I love that. Yeah. Cause my son is uh, 13 and my mm-hmm. youngest is eight and she, I will, you know, let her know, you know, I just need a moment to, you know, write or just even yeah. just go lay down. And at first she was like, you know, why? Yeah. <laughs> Hi mom. We can do that together. <laughs> yeah. She would be like, well, just lay down. I'm watching TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, no, mommy just needs a break. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know, even if it's just literally walking around the block, it can take so little time, but just giving yourself that space to realize for me, it comes down to quiet always. Cause it's not ever just quiet. <laughs> so, right. Unless I get up early or I go and kind of remove myself, put in headphones, whatever it is, you know, there's going to be that noise and that's okay. But I do know that to fill myself up, I have to have that space too. Yes, definitely. And that's something that um, I started doing when all this happened was waking up earlier than my kids and just going for a walk. Yeah. Um, that's all I needed. I sometimes wouldn't even hear because in the mornings I used to love listening, like I said, listening to podcasts, audiobooks, mm-hmm. and I didn't even want to hear that. Like I just yeah. wanted to walk. Yeah, walk and like listen to the birds, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's lovely. What a good good start to the day. I love that. <laughs> um. So, you know, everybody pretty much is homeschooling. You know, right now, you know, summer break. Um. How can moms get into um, that routine um, and involve also their children? I think, I think first you have to figure out what really works for you. And I think a big part of that is letting go of the expectations of what you see all around you, what you see your friends doing, what you see on social media, what you read about and coming down with really being true to what works for you and, um, and just not questioning that, you know, being okay with that and, and exploring it. So I think doing that for yourself then inherently shows that to your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that we've started, we've always done like a little bit of mindfulness practices with my kiddos as they wind down at the end of the day, but again, they're little. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've even started, my, my eight-year-old definitely had a harder time having school go away and having those pieces of her day that she really loved, it was hard for her to lose that. And so I just felt like she needed a little more support just from a a mental health perspective. And so we actually started doing five minute guided meditations with her when we, when we tuck her into bed and I'm a huge advocate of, it does not matter the age of the kiddo, if they are accepting of it or even just open to listening to it, 
doesn't matter what it looks like. A lot of times I'll have my Peloton up here and I'll turn one on and at the end of it, two little bodies are sitting on either side of me. So, you know, just opening that up to maybe, you know, in your head, it may, it should look a certain way or it should feel a certain way. And, you know, you can definitely extend those options to your kids and let them explore. It may take time. They may hate it, you know, ebb and flow with it. But I think there's a lot of opportunity. And in the simpler time in essence that we're in right now I think there is some nice space to be able to do that too yes I think that's something I'm going to do with my oldest too because he Uh did what he was struggling in the beginning with not having his friends around going to school and then having his younger sister with him constantly (laughs) (laughs) his mom and he was just it was too it was too much for him to handle and I was trying to find ways for him to have his time. I'm like, do you want to color? Do you want to draw? What is it that you need to do to, you know, calm down? And and his thing was, you know, I want to work out. I want to do, you know, this YouTube videos, you know, and he's 13, he's a teenager. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, if you need to go in the backyard or whatever, let me know when and we can, you know, and so I actually used that time um, when he wanted to be alone to walk around the block with my daughter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that he came up with that on his own too. He was like, this feels good to me. You know, let's do that. Yeah, definitely. And I I, I love that. Like, I I think I need to try it with my daughter because I feel like, you know, she's younger and I sometimes don't really ask her. Mm Mm-hmm. they just don't know at that age too I think because my eight-year-old I don't know if you get this but she'll be like she just feels off but she can't identify why so it's like they have all the big emotions but they can't necessarily like weed it down to what will make them feel better so you know if you just kind of give them a couple of those little practices um, to be able to do then at least like when they're trying to bring themselves back down from being upset or what, you know, even just relaxing at the end of the day, you've got a little bit of a rhythm and a routine when I feel like that's a really hard part of this time for kids is if you're a routine kiddo, that's kind of gone out the window. <laughs> so yeah, that um, was my son. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my, that's both of mine really <laughs> all very routine, but, and, and that's hard, you know, and it's been, you know, we, I think we kind of went into it thinking, oh, this is going to be like X amount of time. And now you're like, no end in sight. Don't know what we're doing. <laughs> right. That, that's so, exactly how I feel. Like I'm being like, I don't think we're going to go back to school in August. I know. Things are going and I'm just trying to figure out, okay, what can I do, you know, to help them and also myself, because, you know, we're probably still do distance learning. Right. How do I go back to that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't even know. I am trying to ignore that until <laughs> to that point because in my little head, I'm like, I can't go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do when, I don't know if you know the kids or you struggled, because I know I did. Um, mm-hmm. At first I was, okay, I got this. It's distance learning. The kids were fine. And a couple weeks in, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> uh-huh. What can you, someone do? Um, to get out of that funk, you know, in the middle of the day, you just don't want to do anything anymore. You don't want to deal with it. And it's, it's, it's hard to pull yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. It's honestly just a struggle. I, I find, I think for myself and even for my kids too, fresh air is always the reset. 
So, you know, even if we can go outside and like paint rocks or we can take the dog for a walk around the block, something like that, that just changes the four walls that we're in and changes the scenery. I find that that is usually our best reset. I mean, it's almost like recess at school that it kind of gives them that, that out and then it'll usually kind of turn around from there. Um, but yeah, and you know, sometimes honestly, it's just giving in and being like, they just need to zone out and watch a show for a couple minutes and it's okay. I hate it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be okay with it because I do think sometimes they're running and running all day long and you know, at the end of the day, they're still active kids. They're gonna be okay. It's my own issue about it, so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so fresh air is always my number one, but sometimes some kind of just way to kind of just decompress their mind. And honestly, sometimes it's just a show or, you know, even doing, they have a couple of little um, like math programs or things like that that they'll do um, on their screens. And so they'll go and do those and, and come back after that. The separation is big. With two kids, like they're together all the time. So yeah. I do think sometimes it just needs to be, they need to be pulled apart, do two separate things and come yeah. back together and you're going to be better. <laughs> yes, that's something I had to learn in the middle of it, of the yes. journey, because my my son is more on a schedule, wakes up early, mm -hmm. everything done, and then he loves to, you know, go play, you know, go outside. Yeah. My daughter is more of a sleep in, <laughs> then she'll get to it. And when she's doing her, you know, her work, she'll get into it. And it was me struggling to keep them on a schedule and keep them both the same thing. And then I had to realize yeah. I can't do that. Like, yeah. I need to have him on a certain thing, her, and then even myself. Because yeah. I felt like I needed to be on that same schedule as well. Really? And I told myself, I cannot do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's an experimentation process to like figure it out. And I even feel like even having been in it three months now, sometimes just month to month, it kind of changes. Just, you know, I'm in Oregon. So it's like, well, the, the weather's finally nicer, you know, depending on that, then you're your day may be different. Having a little more flexibility just overall seems to be a big piece of it. Definitely. Um, and is there any other tips um, for the listeners that we haven't, that you want to you know, tell them that we haven't talked about? No, really, I think just, you know, if you're not granting it to yourself now, give yourself that permission to feed yourself up however that feels good to you. And, um, you know, really give back to yourself because it really will trickle down and have a great effect around all the people that you're around too. So um, it's not selfish. I'm here to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you also did a, um, a guide for our listeners and I'm going to be posting the link. Great. Um, great. And is there, and I know we, you know, you're on Instagram, Pinterest and Facebook. Um, is there any way they can contact you or is also, you know, to contact you if they have any questions? Because I know most of my um, guests will usually tell me, oh, you know, some of your listeners contacted me and had, you know, questions. Good. Yeah, absolutely. I would welcome the connection. <laughs> I would love it. So um, on all social platforms, I'm at Deconstructing Wellness. Okay. Um, and then the free guide, they can pick that up by going to deconstructingwellness.com slash life. So real simple there. And yes, reach out. I love when people will come and connect. So please do. I love that. Well, 
thank you for being here for you know chatting with me i think it's good for moms to hear it's okay it's okay routines are going to change every day by day and it's okay to you know have time for yourself we're all in it together nobody's getting it this perfectly so we're all in it together <laughs> believe me i struggled with it in the beginning when i was seeing social media and seeing everything perfect and the kids and everything i'm like how are these people doing it <laughs> i'll send you a picture from my house it does not look like that <laughs> thank you so much thank you yolanda it was a pleasure to be here thank you Thank you for listening to another episode of Mom, Wife, and Boss Life podcast. You can continue the conversation online by searching Mom, Wife, and Boss Life on social media or visiting our website at momwifeandbosslife.com. Thank you.